0: For All Mankind, from Apple TV, is now back in its third season, as Episode 1 just premiered, and after a year in waiting, it was definitely well worth the wait, in what was by far very thrilling, emotional, and moving, Episode 1, for a third season For All Mankind. So let's go ahead and recap Episode 1, while asking some questions for Season 3. But first though... Let us begin... Cheers, everyone. Welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon, and for this week's edition of Bruce Stilled, I'll be recapping episode 1 of season 3 of For All Mankind from Apple TV. And after a year between now and season 2 of For All Mankind from Apple TV, it was by far well worth the wait. Episode 1 and season 3 does get the season off to a very strong start. It was by far very emotionally charged episode, and also several storylines starting to take place for Season 3 of For All Mankind, with several character developments occurring at the same time, but also one theme I noticed in this episode and that was conscience. There is definitely a lot in the mind of the characters this week, For All Mankind in terms of their conscience and also where they're going in the story. So that'd be part of this week's recap of For All Mankind from Apple TV. But first, though, what beer am I pairing for this week's edition of Brew Stilled and also for Episode 1 of Season 3 of For All Mankind from Apple TV? Well, that beer is called Collective Conscience from Imagination Brewing in Missoula, Montana. This beer is a New England style, double hazy IPA with an 8.2 ABV. And it's also a beer that's dry hop and also not too heavy, but also full of the hazy nature found in a typical New England style IPA. And this beer does have a somewhat sweet flavor to it, but it's also known for its very dry hoppiness and hazy coloring. So it's an IPA that's more of a dry hoppy beer that also lacks in sweetness, but despite that, it does deliver a very good hazy IPA from Imagination Brewing in Missoula, Montana. And the can art is also fantastic. It has several minds on the can, showing the collective conscious nature of this beer. But I chose this beer because the first episode of Season 3 for All Mankind did a good exploration of the conscience of some of the characters in this episode. So it does pair well with this beer, Collective Conscience, from Imagination Brewing in Missoula, Montana. So do check out that beer. It's a hazy IPA, a double IPA, with an 8.2 ABV, from Imagination Brewing in Missoula, Montana. And that is the beer pairing for this week's edition of Brew Stilled and for episode one from season three of For All Mankind from Apple TV. And also, Episode 1 of the third season came out actually a day early. It came out the night before the scheduled premiere date. I got a message on my Instagram page from fellow podcaster Megan Rage notifying me on this. So once I found out, I jumped on it and watched the first episode the night before officially came out. So I'd like to give out a special shout-out and thank you to fellow podcaster Megan Rage, host of What to Check with Megan Rage for letting me know about his early release. And also do check out her podcast, What the Chuck with Megan Rage, a podcast I like to listen to regularly and one that you'll definitely love as well. So let's go ahead and recap episode one of For All Mankind from Disney Plus from season three. So here I go with my recap of Episode 1 of For All Mankind Season 3 from Apple TV. Now the episode starts off with a montage of alternate news events that occurred between the events of Season 2 all the way to Season 3. And just like Season 1 and 2, Season 3 introduces us to a completely different world than the one that we're in now. Gary Hart is now President of the United States... Golf war never happens. The Portland Trailblazers actually draft Michael Jordan instead of Chicago Bulls in the NBA draft. Margaret Thatcher, in a very shocking headline, is killed by the IRA. Now, that's a very much a dramatic storyline introduced to the show, a very dramatic news headline that I never even saw coming. We also have news footage of the Soviet Union expanding their influence all around the world. North Korea is also mentioned with them trying to get into the space game with the failed satellite launch that will have an impact on episode 1, which we will get to here later. But most of all, our beloved character Ellen from seasons 1 and 2 is now officially running for president of the United States, as she is now a senator from the state of Texas. And her rival on the Democratic side, Bill Clinton. So this alternate history news montage is very much an intriguing way to start Season 3 by showing us a completely different world as you go into the 90s in For All Mankind. In where, in his alternate history timeline, the main mission right now is getting to Mars, as the Soviet Union and the United States are contending to be the first one to get to Mars, with both superpowers having a Mars mission lined up to get to Mars by 1995. Now, in the first scene of Episode 1 for Season 3 of For All Mankind, Karen Baldwin, Ed Baldwin's ex-wife, paves the way to opening up the first scene in the first episode of For All Mankind, where she wakes up in bed to a phone call from Sam who we all know as the ex-husband of Tracy, who he sadly lost in Season 2. And it's pretty much made known that Karen and Sam are now business together. They have officially opened up a hotel in outer space called the Polaris. Karen is already at the Polaris Space Hotel, where she's getting ready to welcome a wedding party as part of the opening of the Polaris Space Hotel, operated by both Karen and Sam. And it's also worth noting in the news montage, after Karen sold the outpost back in Season 2, the outpost has now been officially franchised to other locations all around the world. The outpost is a former bar where all the astronauts hung out at. Now it makes you wonder, where is the original location of the outpost? Will we see the original location in this season? That remains to be seen, but hopefully we do. As apparently it made Karen and Sam a lot of money. It where they're officially now business together, and where they now have their own official space hotel in outer space. Showing the introduction of privatizing outer space as part of the storyline for all mankind. It also appears I'm looking at the scene right now, that Karen is at peace with her life. She's longer married to Ed, as they are now officially divorced, and appears that Karen is now with Sam. And it's very much intriguing scene, Karen's looking out to outer space at the space hotel called Polaris, getting ready for a major event at this hotel, but also in her phone call with Sam, she says she doesn't like being at the Polaris, as she doesn't like living there in outer space, although Sam does appear skeptical by her comments. But despite all this, Karen does seem at peace, but there also does appear to be a sense of uneasiness and possible anxiety about this venture as her character does appear to give that vibe in this scene. So it does appear to show that even though Karen is at peace, there are still some issues that she is working through, which I do see coming out in this episode. We then transition back to Earth, down to Houston and where no other than Margot Madison paves the way for the very first scene on Earth. And it pretty much shows that Margot Madison has fully established herself at NASA even to the point to where she's living at NASA headquarters. In the first scene, she's getting ready for the day in what appears to be her house, but after getting ready, she opens the door right to her office at NASA. So it appears that Margot Madison is so devoted to NASA, she's still living at NASA. Now we do remember in season one, in the very first episode, she was actually living out of her office but now she has her own on what appears to be an apartment at NASA Headquarters that's directly connected to her office at NASA. Now that there is true dedication. Now we all knew that Margo Madison was devoted to NASA, so it comes to no surprise she has better living conditions at NASA Headquarters in her office. And we do see better technology in the scene with a flat screen TV on the screen showing the current NASA flight schedules. And one of Margo's personal assistants who we get introduced to in this scene does have what appears to be a very much an advanced handheld device further showing how far technology has come in this timeline but two things that really do stand out in the scene is when margo taps her desk there's something that she taps at the corner of her desk that says concise which I believe is done intentionally, because right now there's a lot going on right now in the mind of Margo in terms of her conscience and also the responsibilities of being director of NASA, which comes through by how she handles all these responsibilities and also the people she has to deal with, ranging from several high-ranking government officials to those trying to get her attention and also by trying to win good favor with her. But the big issue on hand for Margo is the mission to Mars and also who will lead that mission to Mars. And that decision is in hands of Molly. Molly. Molly Cobb, who has officially lost her eyesight in this image, but she still does oversee the astronauts of NASA. Now there is a moment in this episode where Margo and Molly Cobb have a meeting in Molly's office about who will lead the mission to Mars. Margo wants that job to go to Danielle, while Molly Cobb prefers Ed. And Margo and Molly fail to come to agreement in that meeting in terms of who will lead the mission to Mars. So right now, that does remain to be seen in the series, who will be the commander on the mission to Mars. And we do see Margo's protégés, Aleda and Bill, who are still working mission control. Bill is now a flight director, while Aleda has a nice job mission control, with Margo continuing to serve as the latest mentor. And the main issue they're all dealing with right now is, making their targeted landing date of 1996 to get onto Mars. So originally it's 1995 to get onto Mars, but right now the main goal right now, for NASA is to reach Mars by 1996. And Margo is then called away to a press conference, and where the Soviet Union is holding a press conference about their own plans for their own mission to Mars, which is held by Sergei. Margo's... Soviet counterpart, which definitely gets NASA's attention, but also Margo's attention as well, as Margo is still communicating with Sergei, as you do see in this episode. Now, Sergei sends records to Margo at a record store. Margo picks up the record. Now, what's going on with these records, I do not know. There's obviously music on the records, music that Margo likes, but she also does continue to communicate with Sergei on a payphone in where she gives Sergei information in these confidential phone calls on these payphones. Now, little does Margo know that the KGB is monitoring these phone calls and Sergei is under pressure to get more information from Margo for the Soviets own space program. So it does appear that Margo is giving Sergei information that is being used by the Soviets to advance their own space program and also their own mission to Mars. And right now it doesn't appear that Margo even knows that she is a pawn of the KGB. Which I do believe will play a key role in the story of Season 3. We then go back to the Player's Hotel in Outer Space where it's revealed that Danny, Tracy and Gordo's son is getting married at this hotel. Ed is there with his new wife, in where he has an awkward exchange with Karen and Sam, and Danielle is also attending the wedding, and there's a brief, fun exchange between Danielle and Ed on the topic of who will be commander on a mission to Mars. The two appear to play cool on who will be the commander for the mission to Mars, as the two clearly want the job, but we both know they want it. Now, despite being a pretty glamorous location in the space hotel in outer space, most likely the first wedding in outer space, the wedding is pretty much low-key. It's at the reception where we do get a revelation from Danny's younger brother who gives an awkward speech at the wedding if he blames NASA for the death of Gordo and Tracy is pretty much an anti-NASA speech in where he does harbor resentment towards NASA due to the death of Gordo and Tracy from season 2. But what does stand out in this moment is that Danny's younger brother does reveal that Danny once had problems with addiction. And that he was once in rehab, making me wonder why was Danny even an astronaut, let alone a Navy aviator to begin with, given a past history with addiction. It's no doubt very awkward exchange at the wedding, a very awkward moment, which really kind of downplays the whole wedding moment. But the party does continue at the wedding, only to be briefly interrupted in where space debris from a destroyed North Korean space rocket, which ends up hitting a critical piece at a Polaris space hotel, causing the hotel to spin rapidly, and where the gravity levels go down dramatically which triggers a major crisis on the space hotel which made it look like the several characters were going to die as this hotel started to break apart in pieces as that was a high risk given what happened with the space debris messing with the gravity levels to the astronauts try to attempt a repair only to be killed in action in the process and the suspense had me standing up for this entire scene because I thought we we're going to lose some beloved characters in this scene I thought we we're going to lose Ed, Danielle, Karen, and Danny but in the end Danny rose to the occasion. He was able to get outside in a pressure suit. He was able to make the repair that was able to stop the spinning, bringing the gravity levels back to normal, saving the lives and not only himself, but everyone else aboard the space hotel. And what followed was what I see as a very emotional moment. There was a moment where we saw the sunrise over planet Earth. We saw Danny hanging by a cable off the player's space hotel, watching the sunrise in outer space. It was a very moving and emotional moment in this episode. The background music really played a good part in this as well as the emotion and the background music was a good combo in this moment for Danny in this episode as it really pulled together the emotions and drama of outer space and also the series I mean I was still standing up for the entire scene even though all the action and suspense was over as it all had a dramatic effect on me when I was watching this I mean it was a very moving and emotional scene as I was standing up for the entire time of the scene until it ended it was also a very powerful way to introduce season 3 of For All Mankind Apple TV, as this ending for Episode 1 is well done. So that's a plot summary for Episode 1 of For All Mankind, Season 3 on Apple TV. Now here are the questions I have going forward, which all come from observations I made in Episode 1. And my first one is, how much of the world has actually changed in the last 10 years in our timeline? We saw several mentions of Soviet Union's influence spreading all over the world, the North Koreans trying to launch a space program. China and India also get into the space race as well, along with North Koreans, who I think might play a critical role in this season given the events of this episode, and also the state of the country as well in terms of the United States. But the main question I have here is, in this altered timeline, and that is, will other countries like India and China get involved in the space race in a very significant way? That remains to be seen, but I do see that as a strong possibility here in Season 3, as it's clear in this timeline, both India and China have made strides in terms of space technology and also space space travel. And my other question does involve Margot Madison. And that is, how much help has Margot given to the Soviets with their space program? And does she exactly know what she's doing? Is she doing it for a good thing? Does she believe she's trying to do a good thing for the world by doing this? By giving Sergei and the Soviets tips for their space program? Or does she have some kind of ulterior motive that has yet to be revealed? Now, I don't believe Margot has malicious intentions here. I do believe she's confused. But she also believes that she's doing the right thing by helping the Soviets, as she believes it's for a peaceful purpose but she doesn't know right now that she's pretty much a pawn of the KGB, a.k.a. Soviet intelligence, which is all done under cover Sergei, who is pretty much her handler at this time. But does Margot have feelings for Sergei, and does Sergei have feelings for Margot, even though he does have a family? Because right now the situation is all very much in a state of mystery, as we don't know what Margot's intentions are right now. I do believe that her conscience right now is in a very complicated place, as I do see conscience as the main theme in this episode. Now I don't believe that Margot has malicious intentions here, I do believe that she believes she's helping the world, but she doesn't realize that she's helping the Soviets, a main antagonist of the United States of America and because of this will there be repercussions against Margo once this comes out because we all know it's going to come out eventually as show creator Ronald D. Moore once said right after season 2 did say that this was going to come out in season 3 and that it's going to be one of the most significant moments of Margo's life. So it's pretty much clear that all this work that Margo is doing for the Russians is going to come out eventually how it does that remains to be seen but it might come out in a very negative way for NASA as something happens in NASA and where Margot's forced to reveal that she's been working for the soviets but the consequences of that remain to be seen but margo has risen up in nasa as she has been a very much a valuable asset for them but she's also working for the soviets and those actions will have consequences when we'll see that in season three remains to be seen but margo right now her conscience right now is very much like i said earlier in a very complicated place and where will that take her that remains to be seen and also be very much interesting to see where margo's story goes in season three Will this be her last season for all mankind? Will her story end? That's also a major unknown, but her story would be one of the most interesting stories to watch, in season 3, as the work she's doing for the Soviets right now will be the main driver of that story. And as for Sergei, is he using Margo because it appears that he doesn't want to be doing this to Margo, he appears to have a conscience in this whole situation, but at the same time, he's under the thumb of the KGB, leaving Sergei in a no-win situation. So both Margo and Sergei will be two of the characters to watch in season 3 of For All Mankind. This now brings me to Aleda. What's next for Aleda? Because Margo's been her mentor for several years now, and now she's going to be going to the moon on a major project for Margo, will Aleda eventually replace Margo, and will we see the beginnings of that here in Season 3? I do believe that's a strong possibility, because right now Leda is a major player at NASA. She's on the rise right now, and also she could very well have Margo's job one day. But, will Margo's working with the Soviets have a major impact on Aleda, seeing how Aleda and Margo are really close? Because, once Margo gets caught working with the Soviets, that might have an impact on Aleda in a very negative way. But right now, a lot is going on for Leda. right now. Her father is back in the country right now. He got deported in Season 1. So it's good to see Aleda reunited with her father in Season 3. How he got back into the United States remains to be seen, but maybe Margot had a lot to do with it. But it's good to see Aleda and Margot working hand-in-hand at NASA, and also with latest father back in the United States, seeing a very good reunion, which is seen in this episode. And also, with Aleda going to the moon will also be a critical moment in the series. Seeing Aleda on the moon was something I never saw coming, so it definitely be great to see that when that does come. In the future episode of for All Mankind. And also, Danielle and Ed. The two of them are lead contenders to lead the mission to Mars. Who will that be? Will it be Danielle or Ed, being the commander to the mission to Mars? Now, if I were to choose, I would have to say I can't choose because I love both of them. I have a lot of respect for Danielle and Ed. They do a great job in the series. They are both effective leaders, each with their own pros and cons. And I definitely see why Molly Cobb and Margo are both divided on the issue in a very intense way. So we'll see who becomes commander to the mission to Mars, but I do believe regardless of the choice and regardless of what happens, both will end up going to Mars. And also, will Ed and Karen get back together? Now I don't foresee that happening, but I do believe they're going to have a lot of communication with one another in this season, especially after the death of Sam on a Polaris incident, which I do believe will probably bring Ed and Karen closer together, but probably not enough to bring Karen and Ed back together in terms of marriage, because right now, Ed is married to someone else, and it doesn't appear that Ed is happy with a second marriage. There was that fight between the two of them on a Polaris space shuttle in her hotel room. She tried to throw something at Ed, only for it to be interrupted by gravity. That was when Ed noticed the whole gravity issue in a Polaris hotel. Now, she didn't take it too seriously in terms of Ed's second wife, but at the end of episode 1, after Danny stayed the Polaris' hotel from destruction, there wasn't a brace between the two of them. So maybe Ed and his second wife will stay together, but the possibility of Ed and Karen getting back together might still be there. But regardless of what happens in this season, I do believe the two of them are going to have more close moments with one another because there appears to be loose ends between the two of them because remember last season when Karen told Ed that she slept with someone which was Danny even though she did not tell Ed who that was Ed wanted to know who that was and there was that moment in this episode where Karen was shook up by the wedding dance between Danny and his wife which was that same song that Karen danced to for Danny in season 2 that became Danny's wedding song and Karen was visibly annoyed by that I'm watching the scene right now here on my laptop that wedding dance with Danny and his wife Karen knows that song. It's a song she danced to to Danny. So it makes me wonder is Karen still reflecting on her brief affair with Danny as she knew what was going on and she was shook up by the whole incident at the hotel bar at the space hotel during the wedding. Ed could sense something was going on. Karen was trying to hide it. I'm looking at it right now. Ed is clearly skeptical of Karen's claim that nothing is wrong even though something really is. So Ed knows that there's something going on with Karen but he has no idea what it is. He has no idea it's because of Danny and the song he chose for his wedding Dance, and Ed still has no idea that Danny and Karen had a brief affair. And all of this does play into the dynamic between Karen and Ed because even though they're now divorced in season three, they still have communication with one another, they still have to deal with one another. There was an awkward meeting between the two of them when Ed arrived at the hotel with his new wife. But in the end, the big elephant in the room is in regards to Ed and Karen, and that is, will Karen's affair with Danny and also sleeping with Danny be revealed? If so, what kind of an impact will that have? Now as you remember back in season two, Karen and Danny had a brief affair. Danny was madly in love with Karen, and I think he still is, because in that wedding, when Danny was greeting everybody, he didn't mention her name, he didn't even acknowledge them, he only acknowledged Karen. So by doing that, Danny, pretty much in my view, is sending a message that he still hasn't gotten over what happened between him and Karen back in season two, even though he's now getting married to someone else, which in my view is really weird, because Danny, I don't know what kind of mindset he has, he needs to realize that he needs to move on. Karen was already married to Ed at the time in Season 2 when he had their brief affair, and I do believe it played a role in the dissolution of the marriage between Ed and Karen. Now here we are in Season 3 at their wedding, and Danny only acknowledges Karen, and uses a song that Danny and Karen danced to with one another in Season 2 as Danny's wedding song. So it's clear that Danny still has not forgotten about Karen, which really does pave the way for what could be a very complex love triangle between Danny, Karen, and Ed. So if Ed and Karen are going to get back together, Danny is going to be in the way. He's going to be the main obstacle in that. So we'll see how things develop for the rest of Season 3 between Ed and Karen, and also the role that Danny might play, because I do believe that the affair he had with Karen is eventually going to be revealed to Ed. What kind of impact and reaction will that have? That remains to be seen. we all know how Ed is, how volatile he is. He definitely won't take it very well. And if he does find out before he goes to Mars, will that have any impact on him becoming the commander to the mission to Mars? So we'll see how things play out for these three in Season 3 and for all mankind, but definitely drama is coming. And it'll be drama that is out of this world. And also, going back to Danny, what is Danny's mindset in Season 3? It was pretty much revealed that he spent time in rehab, that he must have had some kind of addiction issues, which makes me wonder will Danny become like his father Gordo in terms of addictions and also promiscuous behavior? Because even though he saved the day at the end of episode 1 by saving the players in what was very much a heroic moment, Danny's mindset does not appear to be in a very good place right now. So his mindset is definitely going to be a theme, in my view, in season 3. And he might very well explore that backstory as well in terms of explaining how Danny got to where he was, while also explaining what got him to rehab and why he's still allowed to be an astronaut. So we'll see how Danny's story plays out because I thought Danny's going to be like the future of the show, like part of the next generation of characters in this series, but it does appear that Danny's journey in this Series is going to be more complex than we thought. And also, is a player of space hotel done? I mean, given this incident with this near destruction, will anyone want to go on the hotel? So, is a player of space hotel done? And if so, what does that mean for Karen's business venture? Because Sam is now dead, leaving Karen the only person running the business that they founded together. So, what does this mean for Karen's business aspirations with the player's incident? We'll see more of that explored, I'm pretty sure, in this season. But right now, this whole incident really does leave a dark cloud over Karen's business with space travel. And she won't have Sam there to guide her, so she's going to be all on her own in this series. Now, Karen is a very complicated character in this series, but she's also been able to handle adversity and anything that's come her way. So if there's anyone who could overcome the player's disaster and keep the business running, it is Karen. So I do believe that Karen's story arc in this series will not only focus more on her relationship with Ed and Danny, but also her own business aspirations at the same time. And the final question I have is, will Ellen become president of the United States of America. In episode 1 it was revealed that she is a Republican nominee to become president. She's running for president against Bill Clinton in this alternate timeline. So will Ellen win? Will she become president of the United States? That there will be very much an intriguing storyline if that does occur. And I do believe that's probably going to happen because there will be a lot of intrigue behind that story. Because we all know that Ellen does have a secret. And once and possibly if she does become president what impact will that secret have? And will that secret come out? But no doubt Ellen is on the rise in the world of politics in the united states of america so ellen's story will be also one of the more interesting ones to watch in this season and where that takes ellen right now is just anyone's guess but will be fun to watch but i do miss seeing ellen over at nasa seeing her in the political world just isn't the same but we all knew she had her own political aspirations as she is now taking advantage of those as you saw in episode one and that there's my recap of episode one for all mankind season 3 on apple tv There's definitely a lot going on so far, was by far a very emotionally charged and thrilling episode that I definitely do believe will set the stage for a lot of epic storylines in season 3 and also a lot of consequences for the characters. But in this episode, the conscience of the characters was definitely a major theme that I noticed because even though this show is about alternate reality and an alternate timeline about the space race, it is very much a human-driven story. And the characters in this series do drive the story in a very powerful way where their own conscience, mindset, and motivations are also part of the driving nature of this story for the series. So we'll see what happens in episode two in season three of For All Mankind on Apple TV. And I'm pretty sure we will not be disappointed. And that's a deal for me on this week's edition of Brew Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon. Please check out his podcast on Instagram at Brewers Stilled Podcast on Instagram. And please tell your friends, family about this podcast as well. And also rate this podcast in your desired podcast directory. Please do go out to enjoy some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. I'm your host, Brandon. And I'll see you all next time. Until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers.